0: Hi, I'm Teresa Duncan.
1: And I'm Kevin Henry.
0: Welcome to Chew On This.
1: We are excited to bring you our views of current topics in the dental industry and put a little different spin on them, giving you something to chew
0: on. If you need to jump off, be sure to check the show notes for links as well as how to get in touch with us.
1: And now let's give you something to chew on.
0: Another edition of Chew on This. What's up, K-Dawg?
1: Dog? is all good here in the Windy City, Teresa Duncan, waving at you from, you know, up here in the Great Lakes.
0: That must be Chicago.
1: That is exactly right. It's nice to be up here in the summertime, not in February, actually. It's a nice change of pace.
0: Oh, my goodness. It's not Chicago unless you're slushing through some snow and ice. That's <laughs> That's just what I'm used to, right?
1: It's like, what's that ball of fire in the sky? I don't know what that is, but anyway.
0: <laughs> Lake Michigan is beautiful. It really is beautiful. Kevin, you said you had a tip for dental offices, and I'm intrigued.
1: Let's dive right into it. You know, because one thing that I have heard from a lot of practices is that, you know, school's back in session and athletics is going on. And a lot of things that didn't happen last year, it's like we've forgotten about athletics. We've forgotten how to do school. We've forgotten how to do a lot of things kid wise. And there's a report that came out, uh, and obviously we will link to this. Of course. It talks about all of the different sports injuries that happen. And, Teresa, did you know that every year approximately 5 million teeth are evolved, primarily during sporting activities? Really? Yes. How about How that? How many? 5 million teeth. <laughs>
0: 5 million?
1: 5 million teeth. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wow, what's the revenue from five thousand times D seven one four zero? What if
1: I told you the tooth replacement (laughs) costs approximately five hundred million dollars each year?
0: Is this report put out by like an implant company? I
1: I don't know (laughs) what you're talking about. (laughs) You can you can read it for yourself here. I'm just telling you. Wow, those numbers are actually Procter and Gamble, which I think is very interesting. Yeah, and Jada. Says sports related dental injuries account for 13 to 39 percent. Now that's a wide range, but Mm. 13 to 39 percent of all dental injuries in a year. Wow. So I'm thinking that if you're a dental practice out there, you right now need to be emphasizing why mouth guards are important, why that it's not just the boil and bite, you know, that I used to do way back in the stone age. But actually, need to have the proper gear to actually protect those teeth, and how important it is.
0: That's a pretty good campaign to run if you have local sports teams and sponsor them. I know some practices would do like free uh, mouth guards for the starting team, and then that would be in the in the paper, so or in the journal or yeah, whatever the program absolutely. is. Yeah, so, so there is that. That's, that's pretty cool, though, that uh, they're taking the time to remind us. For those of you that don't know who Jada is, it's not some guy with a funky-sounding name. It's the Journal of the okay. ADA. So just want to make sure that y'all know that, because you said it, and we knew it, and I was like, oh, that's wait, true. people are going to be like, what is that? He was, did he say Job of the Hut? What did he say? Yeah. So- <laughs> I'm
1: solo. <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> but no. Yes,
0: do a campaign. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we're always talking about what can I put on social media? What can I do to get my name out in the community? This is a great opportunity, I think, because a lot of folks, we've forgotten how to do things that we were doing very regularly two years ago, it seems. It's like COVID did a whole brain wipe of so many things. We're like, oh, yeah, we used to do that.
0: So Oh, that thing, that fun thing.
1: That C word, you know, that we're not supposed to talk about exactly.
0: (laughs) Candy corn. (laughs) I know we're not allowed to talk about it here because Norman thinks it's disgusting, but that's a different story. Oh, that's a whole different animal. I really love candy corn. So what about you?
1: Well, it's getting to be that time of season for candy corn, too. That's what I'm saying. Halloween's coming up. I know. You know, I'm not a candy corn person, but certainly if you drop me the little mini Kit Kats, I will not say no to that. I'm just going to tell you. (laughs)
0: So Halloween, I, I for people that are out there, I know you know this, Kayvon, but uh, my son was born on Halloween, so we have a really good time with Halloween here at the house. We celebrate birthdays, we celebrate freaky people coming to the house asking for handouts and uh, actually we don't, that hasn't, uh, last year wasn't a, a thing. We didn't have any trick-or-treaters at all.
1: See, this is what we're getting into. I mean, yeah. We're like, oh yeah, Halloween.
0: Oh my gosh. I'm just saying oh he's gonna want a costume he's gonna want to get one of those silly masks but sorry go ahead
1: no <laughs> we had a, we had a local brewery uh, in colorado which i know is crazy to think about beer in colorado but they <laughs> decided that they were gonna just this past saturday do every holiday that they missed during covid and do like an hour of each one so they did mardi gras and saint patrick's day and halloween and, and all these different holidays like celebrated them in the brewery there with different activities yeah i was like it's very interesting so it's like eight hours of
0: holidays look at that the marketing machine i like if only dental offices could market the same way with their night guard or occlusal guard message look at that (laughs) kevin you're doing a service i love it
1: marketing genius you know let's just let's just be perfectly honest
0: So that is one thing to broadcast, but you were sharing stuff with me that I would not broadcast. And quite frankly, I was disgusted, but please share with our audience.
1: Well, you know, you know, Teresa, I enjoy the salacious side of dentistry. You know that.
0: Absolutely.
1: You know, and one of the things that I read in a recent issue of Dental Economics magazine, a fine publication, dare I say, (laughs) was about a graphic OSHA violation. That happened within a DSO and the pictures of course we will link to this but the pictures I I don't know the words can really do it justice with some of the things that were shown in this practice including the one that stunned me maybe the most of all is just the trash stacked up by the back door by the team entrance and I'm just like really You know, now, now, granted, we don't know the whole story, but all these trash bags just lined up there sitting on top of each other. I'm like, you know, it looks like a New York City alleyway.
0: Oh, yeah. Actually, that's what it reminded me of. To be fair, at the end of the day, when we would go through the whole office, we all, you know, we would walk out together. The trash bags were thrown at the door because you'd go through the office and get the trash bags. But I think they were there for like 10 minutes because we were ready to walk out and take the trash with us. We took the trash to the dumpster. I don't those bags look like they've been there a while. Look yeah. like they were growing some roots and uh <laughs> yeah, it was not good. The the cockroach was not fun to look at. No. Yeah, cockroach right right there on the floor like just just chilling.
1: Like right by the chair. That was the thing that, that blew my mind. And I know a lot of practices have different conditions that around them and some You know, I know that there was a dental practice that I used to know that they were right by a restaurant. And so they had a problem, unfortunately, with that. So I know that things are interesting when it comes to bugs sometimes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, just have one laying there by the chair, that's a problem. Just going to say.
0: The pictures I didn't like, really, I think that bothered me the most. Well, they all bothered me. One thing, the second thing that bothered me the most was the the light with no shield because yes. i know how hot those lights can get and i was thinking oh my gosh somebody's going to get burned so i was really freaked out about that 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 wouldn't be a place but what bothered me the most were the pictures of the lab where somebody had poured up models and all of that and the the stone was just all over it looked like somebody had done a wipe which meant the stone was spread around even more and the lab geek in me just cringed when I saw that because that's terrifying to walk in when you're getting ready to do your own pour up and somebody didn't clean the space in front of you, that's like a huge thing to clean up somebody else's stone mess. That's that's like the kind of stuff where people don't talk to each other for days about, oh, absolutely. you know. I, I would have been so mad if somebody left me that. But it looks like people were doing Pores over and over again, that whole place looked a mess. So, yeah. you'll see the pictures, uh listeners. You'll see the pictures, but it's if I were the manager in that office, holy cow, I'd be so annoyed with that. I'd be like, pick up that cockroach, but get in here into this lab. This is what I really <laughs> want to talk to you about.
1: <laughs> and I think that obviously there's a lot of things that could be improved in this practice. And you can say, well, that's one practice. But the problem is, you and I both know that. There are practices on the very clean side of things, and there are some that definitely fall into this side of the spectrum as well.
0: It's funny, the things that you see when you go into different offices. I remember one of my early clients was this, he was a great guy. Southern dude, always had a cup of iced tea in his hand, always. Like like one of those gas station big size iced tea cups, right? There you go. He would carry it from operatory to operatory and I was there to observe and work with the front and he would carry it from operatory to operatory and he'd set it on the counter. No top. No top. Just set it on the counter and in between, you know, when the patient got up to spit, he'd reach over and take a drink uh, of his uh iced tea, you know, and it's like dude, like hello. No, no. <laughs> It is different how it's evolved. I mean, I remember my old boss's dad who he bought the practice from osha and hipaa well hipaa for sure but osha was like not even a thing or it was just a suggestion yeah do you remember it being very strict when you were in the office like when you were growing up do you remember all of like how like did you look around and feel oh i feel very safe
1: you know i i don't think i was as hyper aware of it as i am now i mean the fact that my grandma when she was still living the dentist refused to wear gloves because he was that old school guy mm-hmm. long after the AIDS, you know, had come in and everything else. That bothered me. Uh, but I think that's the only thing that I've ever just kind of ooh. before I really got into the dental side of things.
0: So, yeah, so his his dad was that way too. He didn't, the gloves. He, he felt like he couldn't feel anything. He yes. felt like he really couldn't get in there and do the what he needed to do. And so he really felt it was keeping him from, like, holding the drill and, and doing the things that he wanted to do to get the, the tooth restored. So, I get it, but you gotta change with the times, right? Oh my
1: lord, yeah.
0: But gosh, I hear stories about how he used to take out teeth and he, the sink was kind of a cross room and he would just throw them into the sink. Like, then go back in, pull the next tooth, throw it into the sink. Ugh. I mean, that's the kind of, but that was what they did? I don't know. I I guess. I don't know. He, he never, they joke about it now, but I'm like, ah, you know, it's, it's a little disconcerting.
1: Does everybody who worked in a dental practice have a story? You know, you're using air quotes here. You know, that whole, no, you're not going to believe this one. And they all try to top each other sometimes. I mean, you and oh, I have yeah. sat in on those, uh, I think, at, at like a midwinter before.
0: I mean, you've heard me talk about my experiences as a dental assistant, and how bad I was. And if I share that with someone, inevitably there will be some other more horrifying story. Oh, well. I'll tell you one. This is hilarious. A doctor was telling me that he had a, a new, it was a it was a laser, but one of the early, early lasers. And I don't know exactly the specifics of it, but he had a friend in the dental chair and his friend kept moving in the chair, like moving around, like, what the hell's going on here? And he's like, can you stay still? You know, the guy's like, "Um." Oh. and then he finally said, thankfully, it's a friend of his. He finally said, my balls are getting hot. <laughs> He's like, what the heck? He looked around, and apparently this laser had been on and oh, it was no. aimed at his crotch.
1: <laughs> that's fantastic.
0: To me, that's a story. That's a story. And see, I've never ever been told that a patient has said, My balls are hot, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> and then there was a lady who this is my old boss. This Poor guy, because he's such a nice guy. And this, this, she was a cougar, cougar, cougars okay. be cougaring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She said to him, "We had TVs in the operatory, and we just got new TV in the operatory." And she said, "Do you ever watch porn on that?"
1: Oh, jeez.
0: my poor Dennis, my poor boss. Yeah. We could take this all sorts of different directions. You could, because there's, there's patient
1: stories, and then there's the <laughs> clinical side stories, you know, both. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, people need to let us know what their funniest story is.
1: You know, if people submitted them and we just read them, Oh gosh. like on a podcast sometime, we need to do that, actually. Get the best stories of 2021, yes. and uh, yeah, do that.
0: People, you must tell us your stories. <laughs> this will be uh, Dental Stories Anonymous. There it is.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I was just reading about the dental assistant who got groped by the patient. Uh, you know, she turned around and, and he grabbed her buttocks. Uh, you know, it was a good uh, British newspaper talking about it. So it's just like, you know, that happened.
0: I mean, I remember I was filling in one time and I was wearing a skirt and this dirty old man, ah, he was he was checking me out. That same dirty old man, though, asked us if we could order stone for him. And we were like, what do you need stone for? Yeah. I'll leave that to your imagination. I was going to say,
1: hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you need stone for? And he's like got this twinkle in his eye. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, but I don't want to see it. You know the stone is not returnable, right? Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we could have some fun with that podcast. Whoa. My goodness. Have you seen a very disgusting office in your all your time? Like, what's the most disgusting office thing you've seen?
1: You know, I I did see... For lack of a better term, it was a bag of teeth one time.
0: A a what? What do you mean? A
1: bag of teeth.
0: Like a Ziploc bag of teeth?
1: It was literally, and all kidding aside, it was a bag of teeth. Uh, Yeah, like a a Ziploc baggie that had been extracted. And honest to God, it was that they were going to go through it for two different reasons. They were going to go through it to see if there was any gold. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is this, Pirates of the Caribbean?
0: You know what, though? Gold, gold pays. I know.
1: And then the (laughs) second one was that they were going to use, they wanted to do an experiment. You've heard about the Coke and teeth experiment? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: So the assistants who were in there were going to try to do the Coke and the teeth experiment. So they literally had all these extractions set aside for all these little science experiments they were going to do.
0: I just realized, I know what it is, but they don't. Can you explain the Coke and the teeth experiment? (laughs)
1: Well, so the one that that I know of, and there may be a different one, so, uh, you know, we may be thinking about two different things, but the one that was going to check out not only how long the staining lasted for the teeth, but also the erosion side of things as well and how long teeth could actually last if you put them strictly in Coke and just left them in there for a period of time.
0: That would be interesting. Yeah. And terrifying.
1: Yeah. So science theater is what it would boil down to. You know, so it was like to help school kids, so I was like, okay, but still to look over the bag of teeth, I was like, no.
0: I do know that there are patients that want their teeth, so maybe, when you said that, I thought maybe the patient wanted their teeth, but... Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, sometimes they they make a necklace or something out of it. Like, that's a little freaky-deaky, but, you know, people are people.
1: There There's some on Etsy, yeah. If you ever, like, look for tooth jewelry, that's, it's a very interesting niche, let's just say, yeah.
0: So we went from avulsion to revulsion. See? Look at that. Wow.
1: Well played. Well played.
0: You know, when you said the salacious side of dentistry, I realized we totally missed out on the name of our podcast. We totally missed out. The salacious side of dentistry could have well, been a killer name.
1: You know, I guess we'll just have to start another podcast because we don't have enough. So let's start another
0: one. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we get in trouble with our spouses. Y'all are doing what again? What? Another? It's going to be great. (laughs) Dana's probably texting Norman like, can you just tell them to stop? (laughs) Seriously. So we're going to go to, we're going to go from revulsion to Medicare. Wow. I like that. Yeah, that's a, that's a slick transition. It is. So I listened to a webinar, an emergency webinar, I'd like to say, because out of nowhere, they scheduled it, including the dental benefit in Medicare. So the ADA put on this webinar. I'm sure by the time this is released, it'll be up on their site. And if it is, I'll grab the link for it. They basically went over the fact that in this large bill that's going through Congress, uh, there is a benefit for Medicare to include dental Let me just give you an idea. I I did take one screenshot just to let you know what's inside, and then I'm going to give you sort of a rundown on on some of the comments that were made. Okay, so the Medicare Dental Coverage Act of 2021 would reimburse for preventive and screening services like exams, cleanings, x-rays, and fluoride treatments, and then cover major and basic services as defined by Health and Human Services, and then cover a full or partial set of dentures once Every five years, more frequently in some cases, that's pretty up in the air. Payments made to providers will be made under the physician fee schedule with beneficiaries responsible for 20% of cost sharing for the preventive services and basic, and then cost sharing for major services to be phased in over time, reaching 50% in 2029. Now, that was a mouthful, and I will actually take this screenshot and link it in the show notes as well, so you can look at what I was looking at. The other part of this, Kevin, is that it hasn't passed. What's happened is they made this webinar so that dentists would support it, and Monday morning, uh, right on the button, everybody that's either signed up for the legislative newsletter or an ADA member received an email asking for support and they had this whole templated thing i mean the advocacy thing they have all sorts of templates so they had it all templated out depending on what your state was you put in your information and then it goes to whatever whoever your representative is and they really are asking ada members to push for this to be added now their thought process the ada's thought process seems to be that of course seniors have The need for oral health care. Of course, no one's no one's arguing that. Right. What I took away from this is that it's it's not a done deal at all. It's got to pass both House and Senate. And, you know, honestly, with there's a lot of shifting going on because of the Afghanistan situation. So I don't even know where that stands. I'm not going to even take a guess on it where you're just going to have to keep track of that, dear listeners. One thing that was asked was, are we going to be using medical codes or dental codes if we're Medicare providers? And there was a lot of moving around the answer, not because they were trying to hide it, but because it's not an easy answer. You will be using medical codes. And that's kind of tough. The other side of that, too, was we'd have to decide if we're opted in or opted out. Dental offices would have to go through the whole PICO system. And if you're not sure what I mean when I say PICO system, that's a blessing that you've never had to deal with that. And I'm not going to even get into it because hopefully you won't have to deal with that for a long time. But it's part of being accredited as a Medicare provider. And the fee schedules would be set by CMS, Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Well, What people should know is that it's typically not the best fee schedule. I mean, there's a reason why, especially in my area, I don't know how your parents are in my area, Medicare doctors are not as plentiful as they used to be, and it's because of the Medicare prices. It's a very interesting thing that the ADA has put themselves behind. And then I want your thoughts on this, but let me just tell you one other thing. Medicare people right now are able to access dental benefits if they get a Medicare supplement, a Medicare Advantage plan. And we're currently dealing with that now in the dental industry, trying to figure that out. My question is, why can't we just continue with that rather than switching over to Medicare and having to do medical billing? But then the argument is some people can't afford the Medicare Advantage supplemental plans. So it's really a hard conversation to have. They even acknowledged, Kevin, that there would be a whole bunch of training, software changes, everything would have to change. I don't know if our industry is ready for another upheaval after a COVID thing right now. I just don't know.
1: You've got two different things at work here. Number one, you've got the access to care. And you've got to make sure that people actually have the dental needs met. But the second thing is, unfortunately, that you've also got to make sure that the dental practice, it's good for them. And it's easy for them. Because you and I both know that when something is difficult, we as human beings pull back from it. And we as human beings will not embrace it. And so if it takes changes in your software, if it takes training, if it takes all these hurdles that you have to hop over, you're right. Less and less practices are going to do it because they're already, as you mentioned, dealing with the effects of the shutdown last year. They're already dealing with what needs to happen for them to run a successful business post-COVID, you know, as we enter into this new year, new era, whatever you want to call it. And while we want to help everybody at the same time, it's got to be easy for not only the patient, but for the fractal.
0: The interesting part of this that I think a lot of people aren't up on is when you bill badly, you just say it that way, if if you're not doing things on the up and up, uh, Medicare fines are much more debilitating, (laughs) let me just say that, than if like Delta Dental dropped you from their network. Most often, they're treble damages, right? So that, that's a problem. The other thing, too, is that when you open up a new area, fraud inspectors, they're right now always taking a look at offices that do Medicaid billing and that sort of thing. I think they'll be unleashed on dentistry as well. So you're going to have people looking at it. We already have an issue with not great coding in the dental industry. So I think that's going to be a problem. And you probably will have requirements that your somebody on your team is a certified medical coder, so there might be that requirement that comes down because you want to have compliance. That's that's the other thing with Medicare. There's a lot of compliance issues. This is above my pay grade. And Kevin, when this happens, I, I'm going to be talking about something totally different. I don't know what that is. It might be MMA and dentistry, but it ain't going to be Medicare. I can tell you because I'm I really am befuddled by it. I think. Managers are going to be just as confused. I like the policy part, but the implementation is a headache. Kevin, I don't know. We'll see what happens, right?
1: Well, we started the podcast talking about the, the OSHA violations that went on in that dental practice. and We know that OSHA is cracking down on a lot of dental practices right now. Uh, I think you're exactly right. I think if there is an opportunity for people to come in and ensure that you're properly coding Medicare, you're doing things the right way that people are going to make sure that you're doing things the right way. So yeah, it opens up that opportunity as well. So, you know, it's weird. I don't know that there's ever been a time that dentistry's maybe ever been under more legal scrutiny, for lack of a better term. You know, I think from a patient perspective, you know, every time that there's been a an AIDS epidemic or that uh, something in dentistry makes the national news and everybody goes, oh, is that happening in my practice? You know, that's public scrutiny. But I think from a government side of things, I think right now they're really under the microscope on a number of levels.
0: And I know we're going to wrap this up. The one thing that I learned from my graduate program in healthcare policy was the whole fact that the medical industry had to consolidate. That's why you saw a lot of offices being bought by big organizations or hospitals. They had to because the cost of being compliant for the regular small dentist or small doctor was huge. Most of the time you need a compliance officer. Most of the time you need to have a staff of coders. It is not inexpensive to be a medical office. I don't want to see that happen with dentistry, but regulations, although they might be good for the patient, regulations on the billing side, there's no ROI on it other than keeping you from being fined. Right. It's strictly a cost, strictly a cost, a necessary cost, especially if you're dealing with the Center for Medicare and Medicaid services. We will see how this plays out. We will keep you updated. We will put all the links in the show notes and uh, you can decide for yourself if you want to chew on it.
1: Wow. Look at you wrapping it all up with a nice little bow there. I like that.
0: (laughs) Well, you're in Chicago. You got to go get a hot dog or something like that. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Oh, a pizza.
1: I was going to say a deep dish. There might be a Giordano's in my future. I don't want to say anything. It's possible though.
0: I remember that one time we went to go get pizza and I was like on my strict keto. I was in ketosis. (laughs) And you ordered this big A pizza and I'm like picking pepperoni and sausage off of it. That's all I could have. I was like grumbling.
1: <laughs> I might be a bad influence. I don't want to say anything, but it's possible.
0: <laughs> all right. Any last thoughts, K Dog?
1: No, I, I think it's a very interesting time. I love that we hopped all over the board. It seems like we do that every podcast, but that's why we give people plenty to chew.
0: That's right. Manja Manja. Manja Man. Until next time, dear listeners, we love that you spend your time with us. Thank you.
1: And that's a wrap for this episode of Chew on This. We hope you laughed and learned a little.
0: Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. And don't forget to give us a rating on your podcast app. Feel free to drop us a comment on social media or by email if you have any suggestions for future topics. We'll
1: be back in about two weeks. See you then.